0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Naturally Nino podcast. I am so excited for today's guest. I have Lara Nesessian here with me, and she is a psychology graduate. She's a speaker, she's a coach, and she has been head of HR for over 10 years. She is the founder of Boston Heels, which is a blog site that has been designed to inspire others to do more and be more. She is passionate about helping others to understand their worth and realize their full potential. Lara has partnered with various businesses including Success Resources Australia, where she regularly attends events and shares her business and personal development lessons, learnings, and insights. She inspires her readers and subscribers through her weekly blog posts, podcasts, personal and business coaching, speaking engagements, and social media pages. In 2019, Lara launched the Boston Heels podcast and interviewed her first guest on the show, Elena Cardone. Hi, Lara. <laughs> Hi, Nemo. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for agreeing to be here with us. I think that you are extremely, extremely inspirational. Um, I love the work that you are doing. I think that you are just like a boss woman and... <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> so, thank you for agreeing to be on my podcast. Um, I know that we were just talking right before we started actually recording. You know, we have a lot in common and very similar, I would say, mission goals in in regards to what we're trying to set out, which is obviously adding more positivity into the world and really empowering women in particular. And you know, the reason I even I think we connected is because I listened to your um, episode that you did with Elena Cardone, which by the way, she's one of my like favorite, favorite, favorite women on earth ever. She's such a boss. <laughs> she is. And, yes. And I thought that was super phenomenal. And then I got to know you in the process and we've been kind of just like following each other ever since. <laughs>
1: I know. I love the way that we've connected and I'm so happy to have connected with you and be here. And I think like you said, you know, we've got such similar missions and we're both very purpose driven and I really love doing this passionate work of, you know, Mm -hmm. inspiring other people. Like that is what I really thrive off and that is what really fulfills me. And I love all the work that I do. um, But, you know, this, being able to sort of empower other people and other women to really do more and be more. Like that is what it's all about for me.
0: Why don't you actually define, like what is do more and be more for you? Like what, if you had to define it and I mean, where did you come up with that or like, what does it, you know, um, stand for? Yeah, that's a really good question.
1: So I guess I sort of came up with the idea of starting my own blog and launching Boston Hills through my own personal development journey and through asking myself, a series of questions of, you know, what impact do I want to make to those around me? What is my contribution to society and how do I want to be remembered? And, you know, it was really through this thought process that I came up with the idea of starting my own blog and launching Boston Hills because I wanted to make an impact and a difference to people's lives. And I really did want to help people to realise their full potential and to become the best version that they could possibly be. And for me, going on this personal development journey, I realized that even though I had been doing a lot of work on a conscious level to try and become the best version of myself in every aspect of my life, you know, whether it was my career, whether it was my relationships, whether it was my health, whether it was anything else, you know, I was really just aspiring to set these really high standards for myself of, stepping into my full potential and doing that life-changing passionate work that I knew Mm -hmm. that I was destined to do. And it was really through that process that I sort of went through, um, you know, going through identifying what my limiting self-beliefs were and knowing those sort of underlying thoughts that we all have within our subconscious of we're either not good enough Or, you know, we're not loved or, you know, we're feeling fear fear of failure or fear of anything else, really. Mm -hmm. We all have these sort of conscious thoughts in our minds and they really do prevent us from doing that passionate, life-changing work that we're destined to do. And it was through going through that process that I really identified, even though I thought I had done a lot of work on myself from a personal development and professional development perspective, I was subconsciously holding myself back out of Mm. fear. And I see that in so many people. And I really recognize that in so many other people and especially women and young women where they have so much potential and they have so much to offer. And yet these thoughts that they have about themselves is really preventing them from doing that life-changing passionate work. So
0: right. for me,
1: me going on this own in journey myself has really inspired me to empower others to do the same. And what I really thrive off is seeing other people step into their full power and step into their full potential and I suppose that's where this sort of thinking of you know be more and do more has come from because I'm like well we're all so much more capable than we Mm -hmm. even think that we are and if we just got out of our own way and let ourselves unleash into that full power <laughs> then you know we would just be able to do everything that we you know possibly could want to do and i think when yes. you're sort of living on purpose and you're living out your passion you want that same feeling well i know i want that same feeling for other people i want people to live
0: life as their truest most authentic version of themselves Absolutely. No, I love them. That makes so much sense. So when you say, um, when you started your journey, do you think like, did that happen? Um, You know, how old were you, I guess, when that happened? Like this was this before college years when you were a psych major? Or, um, you know, do you have you know, some story about when you were younger that you feel like you also went through a phase of doubting yourself? I think, I mean, I, I know you did. We all did, right? <laughs> There's no way we could be doing what we're doing if we didn't. <laughs> Not at all.
1: That is so true. It's, you know, it's through that struggle and it's through our own story yes. that I think we really sort of identify this purpose and this purpose-led work and, you know, really kind of start tapping into that so you're absolutely right I mean I think for me so it's like when I reflect back on my childhood I always had this sense that I was a powerful being Mm -hmm. but it's like I was a powerful being who felt trapped inside her own body and I know Elena talks about this a lot as well and that's why I really resonate with her and what she says but I really felt like I had this voice but I was too afraid to use it And I would let fear of failure, fear of not being good enough and fear of what others might think of me get in the way of me putting my best foot forward. And I knew that that was getting in the way of me sort of living out my passionate, life-changing work. And it was... Probably a series of things that triggered it for me, so I think if I think back to my childhood, I've always been someone who has prided themselves on having really high standards and doing really good work and you know taking pride in those details like that is just I think that's innately yes. me um, and I almost feel <laughs> I <like> relate. Having- <laughs> so glad that you can. Um, yeah. I and then you get like mad at yourself. Always. Like you yeah. are your worst
0: critic. <laughs>
1: oh, definitely. Yeah. And still to this day, it's like, you know, we are, I, I know I'm my own worst critic and you know, yeah. I, I'll probably listen back to this conversation and I'll pull myself apart. Like that's just what I do. <laughs> but the difference is now I don't let that stop me from doing it. So it's like, right. even though I have these fears or even though I might criticize myself, I still going to go out and do it anyway. And yes. I just kind of learn something each time that I'm like, okay, cool. I know not to sort of do that again. Or I know not to keep saying that word again or, you know, whatever <laughs> it might be.
0: <laughs> um, so
1: true.
0: Yeah. I, I only laugh because as I was telling you, I started uh, being more active on my YouTube. And when I listened back to my videos, A, I I don't know how to edit at all. And so for the longest time ever, I didn't let myself put out videos. I started my channel four years ago, but it's like, I posted videos sporadically and it's because I don't know how to edit videos. And then now I'm like, you know what? It's all about just doing it. It doesn't matter how pretty or not pretty it's going to be. Just do it. And I say the word, um, so many times that I literally want to kill myself. For it. <laughs> Oh, we
1: all have that word that we keep repeating.
0: (laughs) Oh my God.
1: (laughs) It's terrible, isn't it? But you know, we learn, we learn from that. We learn, yes. I've made this commitment to myself of I'll listen to myself once. So Uh I'll replay a podcast interview or an interview or another piece of work. I'll replay it once purely for the purpose of learning Mm -hmm. and taking away those aspects of knowing what I want to do next time or knowing what I don't want to do next time and that's it I won't keep watching it again I won't keep pulling myself apart you know that's not going to do me any favors but I think if I can just learn something from it and take that with me next time then that's the only way that you improve and and just improve by doing as well Mm -hmm. it's only by practicing and putting yourself out there that you get better. And I think I saw this quote the other day that said something like, you know, your first podcast is going to be awful, your first blog post is going to be awful, your first video is going to be awful. Um and your first speech is going to be awful, but the point is like you keep doing it and that's the only way that you get better because after Great. you've done it 10 times, 30 times, 100 times, it's not going to be awful. You're going to get better because you're practicing and you're sort of working that skill and working that muscle. So Absolutely. I'm glad you can relate. But I think it's a real thing that, you know, so many of us struggle with and so many of us go through. Um, but I guess going back to um, sort of identifying a, a point in my life where mm-hmm. I sort of identified this um I think it's it's a few things. So I think, like I said, I've innately had this sort of quality about me and that's always just been me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if I speak to my parents or, you know, people that have known me from a really young age, they've they've sort of said, oh, that's just how Lara is. You know, she takes a lot of pride in her work and that's, that's me and I really do take pride in my work and how I present myself and all of those kinds of things. Um, I think the other really important part of this is, the kind of people that I've surrounded myself with have had an enormous mm. impact on the kind of person that I am. And there's this quote by Jim Rohn that I love that says, you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And I I believe that.
0: Yes, yes. I'm so happy that you just brought that up and said that because I am totally with you on that. I believe it to my very, very core. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. I,
1: I really feel it. And I believe mm-hmm. that to my core as well. And I think just associating myself with the right people and being able to identify when a friendship or a relationship has no longer sort of served its purpose and not to say, oh, you know, it's just got to be about serving purpose. It's not about that. But I think that naturally we sort of grow and I think when we we invest in our own personal development journey we can't expect everyone around us to do that same thing and you're either going to be with people who are going to help elevate you and who are going to help sort of propel you to that next level Mm -hmm. and genuinely want the best for you Mm -hmm. or you're going to have people that are sort of stuck in their own ways and you growing makes them feel really uncomfortable and they don't really want to see you succeed. And that's really Mm. sad, but it's true. And I see it all the time. And I've just sort of learnt with time that if people are not genuinely happy for me, if people Mm -hmm. do not want the best for me, then they're not going to be in my inner circle. That is just as simple as that. There's just no space for them. And I think a critical person in my life is my husband. Um, Mm -hmm. I met him... Um so I'm 33 now and we started dating when I was 23 and wow. uh yeah so I've spent the last over a decade um with my husband and he has had an enormous impact on the kind of person that I've become in the best possible way and wow, he has been like my biggest supporter but he's also been that person to push me so hard, (laughs) push me so hard out of my comfort zone. And he's also been my biggest critic at the same time. Mm. So like when he probably listens to this podcast, which he will, he'll give me honest feedback. Um, And my brother does that for me as well. So I've got people around me that give me really honest feedback, but from the most loving place. Mm -hmm. And they're not saying it to criticize me, but they're saying it because they want to see me do better because they know that I can do better. And I think surrounding yourself with those kinds of people that almost believe in you more than you believe in yourself, which is what Mm -hmm. my husband did for me. He believed in me more than I believed in myself. So at every step of the way, whether it was to do with my career or starting Boston Hills or anything else it was him pushing me in the background it was him being like Lara you're worth more you need to ask for more money and like you know he always like (laughs) knew what my worth was and I didn't even realize it so you know he really has been a critical part in all of this for me like I would be lying if I said that I kind of like became this person on my own it's 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 very much a result of the people that I've surrounded myself with and it was actually my husband who asked me the question years ago like I'm gonna say a good eight or nine years ago you know what is your purpose in life and honestly I had no idea I didn't even know how to answer that question. (laughs) I'd never even thought about it. (laughs) As, you know, shocking as that seems now, I'd never thought about what my purpose in life was. I'd yes. never ask myself that question. Yes, and yeah, so it was really through going through that process and doing that work that you know this is where I came up with the idea of Boston Hills and you know all of this passionate life changing work that I'm doing today. So wow. it's been such an interesting journey and such an interesting story, but um, that's the truth. You know, that that's how I've you know sort of landed to the point in my career and life that I am today.
0: Wow. It's funny, right? Because, um, you know, how you said like you went through your whole life and it only took until when you met your husband for him to ask you, what's your purpose? And I laugh because uh, in a way I had a very similar situation and which is, this is why this is so wild. This is why I love (laughs) recording these episodes. I love it. It's like you discover like, like so many things. Right. Um, And so I was, I I think also around 23, 24, when I met my husband, well, my now husband. And prior to that, you know, I was doing a lot of like self-help stuff. And like, I listened to The Secret. Well, I read The Secret and it changed my life. And I was very into, you know, just kind of like manifesting things and focusing on, Uh, positivity, but, and I knew what I wanted and what I wanted to manifest, but never ever did I ever say to myself, what is my purpose or what is my calling? Very different, right? From what you want and what God maybe wants you to do. And I never looked at it that way. And he's very spiritual too. And so, I do, you know, hearing you talk about your husband, now I think about I was like, wow, like all those conversations that we would have for hours on end, All the, and we have these conversations in, even till this day all the time about what our purpose is, what our calling is, and I realize now that what I'm doing, which I literally call this podcast my passion project,
1: <laughs> yeah. um,
0: is Because it stems from all those conversations and him really pushing me to think way more than I've ever thought about this question ever in my life. It's like, what is something I can live about? I think another misconception also that I had that I learned in the process is I, for some reason, thought that my passion has to be my job. Yeah. That was bad. (laughs) Yeah. And it's
1: very common too. I think that is a very common misconception. And, you know, I think in this day and age, why not do that and that, you know, I think that we, instead of saying I have to do this or I have to do that and having to choose, I'm a big believer of why not do it all? You know, why not, you know, do, you know, if you want to do your nine to five, because that sort of, you know, you know, allows you to survive and afford the things that you want to be able to afford and do and, and have a certain lifestyle, you know, and also do the passionate, life changing mm-hmm. work that you do. If you can connect those two things, I mean, obviously that's an incredible place to be. And, you know, if your inner and outer purpose are connected, then that's that's where the real magic lies. Um, yes. But I, I certainly don't think that you have to choose between one or the other thing and I think that that is a, a conception that I, a misconception that I had when I was younger I had to choose one thing mm-hmm. and now I realize I actually don't have to choose anything and that was just a limitation that I had set in my own
0: mind isn't it the best feeling ever when you realize that you can do it all and you don't have to um, kind of put yourself into a box of being one
1: Exactly right. I I totally agree. I think it's a great space to be of just sort of realizing how capable we are. And also if you just sort of review how you're spending your time Mm -hmm. every week, like what are you doing? And if you really want to kind of step into this arena well, you're going to have to start making decisions around how you spend your time. And I think before right. we started recording this podcast, you know, we were talking about, you know, this is something that we both manage on the side. You know, we've yes. both got demanding, you know, full-time jobs. Yes. And I love my job. I don't mm-hmm. want to give up my job because I love what I do in the HR space. And I'm really passionate about that as well. But I also really love this. And this exactly. is the work that I know that I was really destined to do. And so whatever it takes, you know, I'm up at five in the morning, I work on Boston Hills before I go to work. I, you know, also create content and interviews and all other kinds Mm -hmm. of things, you know, in the evenings when I get home. And then I spend Saturdays working on Boston Hills as well. And that's how I manage it all. That's a choice. You know, I choose to work on my passion and, you know, my purposeful work on a Saturday um, rather than going to brunches and going shopping and, you know, doing all of those kinds of things, you know, that's a sacrifice, but I choose to make that sacrifice. It's a conscious decision that I've made. Yes.
0: I feel like almost, um, and I get this question often, um, when I talk to my friends sometimes, like, you know, when do you have time to even do all of this? Right. So, for, I guess for both of us, we can relate to this. I mean, obviously we are full-time, we have full-time jobs that we have to attend to. Um, and obviously that takes a lot of energy out. We work on our passion projects on our extra time, um, as well as being full-time wives, right? (laughs) And I often get asked, you know, you know, like, but don't you want to just not like how do you manage to not take a break from anything? And I'd love to hear um, your input because, in in my perspective, I don't feel like I'm actually giving up something. Like to me, I'm I'm an I'm definitely an A-list personality and Type A personality. Sorry, not A-list. <laughs> definitely yeah, A-list as well. Definitely not A-list guy. <laughs> in my dreams
1: (laughs) no you are a-list you are again that's just kind of a limitation
0: (laughs) right listen in my world I am definitely (laughs) a-list I love it Uh, so type a personality so the way my mind works is I prioritize So whatever is on the top of my list as being a top priority, like performing well at my job, I love what I do as well. So that's a priority. Um, Following my passion and answering my calling and my purpose in life, that's a major, major, major priority. That probably takes priority over everything. That's up there as well. Spending quality time, not just random time, but quality time with my husband right not so much a bunch of random people or you know going out to nightclubs or whatever else but I'm always going to prioritize spending quality time with my husband right then you think about okay well my home needs to be like in a zen place right because if my home isn't ordered then I'm not going to feel ordered um and then everything else comes into play. And even still, if I'm invited to go somewhere, I'm going to always think about, okay, is, is that worth it? Like, is that going to be, um, is that somewhere I want to go? Is it going to be quality time or is it going, like, am I going to go there and not really like it? You know, um, I did the whole partying, you know, I've done that in my life. I'm not into that anymore. So just to hang out or chill, as you want to say it, it doesn't like, it doesn't excite me. It doesn't fill me, you know, you want to go on a hike. Yeah. Let's go. Cause I love to be active. So yeah, I, 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 yeah, I so so recommend
1: and relate to all of that. I really do. I think for me, you're right. It's it's quite similar in terms of, you know, we've got a finite period of time and right. I like to use my time really purposefully and intentionally. Mm-hmm. So I don't just do stuff because the hell of it, because I right. can. <laughs> you know, I do it because I genuinely want to do it and it's either sort of, you know, fueling myself and fueling my mission or, you know, it is about that um, relationship piece and, you know, really spending quality time and having quality relationships. So there's a few things that I've done around that space. And I love the thing that you said around, you know, saying no to things that you you don't want to do because I do that as well. But I think for me, it's routine and structure is critical Mm, to sort of setting my week up for success. So there's quite a few things that I do to just get organized for the week. And, you know, I spent a little bit of time on the weekend, you know, doing all my grocery shopping, doing meal Mm -hmm. prepping, cleaning, organizing, making sure that everything is in order and everything has its place. And then I also write a to-do list. So I actually just get like the note section in my iPhone for my personal to-do list. And then I write down I'm extremely regimented, but I write (laughs) down every single thing that I want to do in that week. So it's like, what are the top priorities? Like what are the three to five things that I absolutely must get done this week? Mm -hmm. And then I actually create a routine and I literally just input next to the time what I'm going to be doing and when. And so for example, you know, on a Sunday night I might sort of sit with my like diary and I'll be like, okay, what am, what are my top priorities for this week? Like what is the work that I absolutely must get done? And then I kind of pull out the calendar and I start sort of plugging everything in. And uh, for me, um, having a morning routine in particular really helps to set my day up for success. And it really helps me to be a lot more proactive as opposed to reacting Mm -hmm. to what comes up um, and responding to everybody else's to-do lists and emails um, (laughs) in that critical time of the day. And so I get up at five, I, um, Uh, yeah, I've got a few practices. I don't know if you want to go too much into
0: morning. Oh no, I would (laughs) love to hear. No, I am. Okay. I literally live by my morning routine. And if I actually, I swear by my morning routine, because that's why I'm not allowed to oversleep because if I don't wake up at 5am, I wake up at 5am also. (laughs) Yes, this is amazing. <laughs> Which is hilarious. <laughs> I know. Um, and like do everything that's part of my morning routine. I know my day is not going to be great. Yeah. Like I'm going to feel completely off and yeah. it's going to feel rushed and hectic and just like, just not, not good. So I, I would totally love for agree. you to get into your morning routine and share Uh, With anyone who's listening, exactly what your morning routine is because I think that is super important, and also because I think a lot of people talk about having a morning routine, um, but I don't think there's a lot of information out there with people sharing their exact morning routine and what they do to give anyone who's listening just like an idea of not to say that a morning routine will change your life, but the practices that you do um, will shift your mindset and that will change your life.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that completely. It's had an enormous impact on me as a person, what I've been able to achieve, my mindset, my energy for the day, like all of these things are completely impacted as a result of my morning routine and whether I stick to it or not it's night and day Mm -hmm. the difference um so I do wake up at five I'm a big believer of that sort of golden hour and that golden time before (laughs) everyone else gets up and starts demanding your attention is it the most peaceful time ever though it it really is like you you want it to just like like
0: stay forever (laughs)
1: Yeah. It's just golden hour. That's how I sort of describe it and think about it. So I I get up at five and the first thing that I do is I make the bed. And the reason I do that is because it just gives me this sense of accomplishment and it just makes me feel good. And it just inspires me to keep doing another little task and another little task. So It might seem like a seemingly Minutia detail, but it's all in the details for me. And I think that it's all those small details that really do end up having a much sort of larger impact. So at 5.05, because this is how specific I am, I um, <laughs> I actually I recently it. added this into my morning routine. So I discovered Wim Hof. Um, I don't know if you know who he is or for I'm anyone who sure. hasn't heard who he is, he is sort of called the Iceman and he does all this crazy stuff. Like he goes out into like Arctic waters and I'm pretty sure he's broken all these, you know, world records. He's, um, climbed Everest in t-shirt and shorts and he's just done all these wild things but I recently came across his work and it has been life-changing for me and mm. I have discovered his breathing exercise and mm-hmm. it just fills me up with so much energy for the day
0: Wow! and
1: it just gets my head into a really good state um And it just gets my blood pumping and like moving throughout my body, and it's just a brilliant way to start the day. So I highly recommend it. I actually just go onto his. So I don't actually like to look at my phone, but I'll I'll get to that. I, I'll only look at my phone for a specific purpose, and this is one of them.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, I go onto Wim Hof's Instagram page, and on his. Uh, in his bio he's got a link and the link takes you directly to the breathing exercise and it's just a 10 minute breathing exercise and I think there's this quote by Tony Robbins that says like if you don't have 10 minutes you don't have a life so it's like if you don't have 10 minutes in your day to do something good for you to invest in yourself to do this breath work that is gonna give you so much energy and just get you into really good state for the rest of the day then you don't have a life you know you can't give yourself 10 minutes right um so I do that breathing exercise I'm obsessed with it ever since I discovered it maybe four to six weeks ago I've done it every single day without fail um so that goes for 10 minutes and then I jump onto the headspace app and then I do 10 minutes of meditation using headspace and then um so my I'm gonna maybe talk about what my current routine is because
0: it's yeah, a little bit different
1: now that we're in, in now that we're in quarantine. I used <laughs> to go to the gym at five twenty five. Um but things I have know. obviously changed my gym's clothes. I, I... <laughs> So I attempt so I've much to, yeah i nice so I've had to <laughs> rework a few things so I I actually do a gratitude practice so I pick up um, a journal that I've got and mm-hmm. I write down at least three things that I feel grateful for in that moment or on that day and it's really funny because again it seems like oh, I'm just gonna write down three things like oh you know my family my health and mm-hmm. my job um, but actually, The more that I've done this practice, the more detailed it's become and the more things I've been writing down that I've been grateful Mm -hmm. for. So it started with three things and now it's about 10 things and they're Mm -hmm. really specific things and I get into a lot of detail. And I'm a really big believer of when you focus on the good, the good gets better. Mm
0: -hmm. And so
1: when you take that time out, just five minutes is all I set every morning to just write down a few things that I feel grateful for. It just shifts my mindset and it just makes me, and I'm naturally a positive person, but it really helps me to focus on all the good things that I have Mm -hmm. and all the things that I can do as opposed to all of the things that I can't do. And I think Mm -hmm. it's particularly important at this time as well, where, you know, people are in isolation and they are, you know, restricted in terms of not being able to go out and do all of the things that we normally would be able to do. And instead of focusing on all the things that we can't do, I've chosen to focus on all the things that I can do. And this has actually Mm -hmm. turned out to be one of the most productive times of my life. (laughs) Um, So once I've done that, then I I do a workout in the morning um, Mm -hmm. and I love working out. Um, I used to do sort of 45 minutes high-intensity workout or a weights workout at my gym. Obviously, I can't really do that at the moment. So I've been mixing it up and I've been getting outdoors a lot more, which I've been loving. So I Mm -hmm. either go for a walk, I've started running again, which I love, um, or I've been doing some Zoom like workouts and online workouts as well. And there's so much out there. There's so Mm -hmm. much available on YouTube or even Instagram. Um, I've really enjoyed some of the Equinox workouts
0: actually they've
1: got on their IGTV if you just go into their Instagram page on IGTV they've got a bunch of workouts and they're short and sharp like between 20 and 30 minutes and they're intense I didn't even know that they were doing that but that's awesome it's, it's so great and you just get such a good sweat and um such a great workout in and my threshold for home is probably 20 to 30 minutes if I'm doing a workout at home. I don't uh, have, it's so you know, hard. usually if I go to the gym, yeah, <laughs> it's like a 45-minute workout, but I don't want to do that at home. So yeah. 20 to 30 minutes is perfect for me. Um, and then after I've um, done my workout, I have a shower. And again, thanks to Wim Hof, the ice mm-hmm. I've been... Um, having cold showers so um, I don't do cold showers the whole time I I start with a normal hot shower and then Mm -hmm. I turn it on cold all the way for the last like 45 seconds to minute and again it just is so rejuvenating it wakes me up it energizes me and there's a lot of science behind Wim Hof's method as well so between the breathing and the cold water therapy um, it's proven to have combated a lot of you know um illnesses like uh, Mm. autoimmune disorders and all kinds of really serious conditions um and he's done a lot of studies and and research to sort of prove the benefits of it and it just makes me feel really good and really energized for the day um and then at that by that time it's usually around like 7 a.m um and once i've sort of gotten ready i'll have breakfast and So to get stuck into my own work, so working on Boston Hills, Mm -hmm. and then I start my day job around nine a.m., and that's kind of what my morning flow looks like at the moment. So um, that was a really long answer. I'm so sorry. No, that that, was perfect. (laughs) It was detailed
0: and. We got all the good stuff. And now we can actually, (laughs) if anyone wants to replicate it, they can. Um, I mean, your routine sounds very, very similar to mine, except for um, the cold shower. (laughs) Although I'm getting to it. uh, My husband and I were actually talking a lot about it. We started um, Andy Fursello's 75 Hard Challenge. And so after Uh, you get through... (laughs) After you get through Phase one, Phase two starts um about a month afterwards, and in Phase two, you have to start doing the cold showers. So oh, I'm wow. a person that freezes <laughs> like 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 just freeze like it'll it's summer and I'll be freezing so for me um like that's like my f- my biggest fear. But then at the same time, knowing that it's my biggest fear is also the reason I like really want to also kind of do it and like get into it. So I'm thinking like now that summer is coming up, maybe I should start introducing cold showers to myself and like kind of like similar to what you're saying, you know, kind of just turn it on at the very end. <laughs> Steps. you have to eat yes. yourself
1: into it it can be quite shocking and yes. I, I totally get that I mean it does get I will say it's getting easier with time it and is, I'm learning really. that it's like it's it's more of a mind over matter thing mm. um so it's just kind of getting your head into the right space and it becomes easier with with time like anything with practice right. it becomes easier
0: yeah well I guess that's like kind of like the he said he calls himself the Iceman, right? Yeah. Yes, the Iceman. So I actually do remember him. So I listened to his interview on Impact Theory with Tom Bilyeu. And that's how I – I just don't – I didn't remember his name. But as you were talking about him and, like, what he does, I was like, wait a second. I I do know this guy. And that's really what he talks about is he developed – like, the breathing exercise you're talking about, that's his – his thing that he actually yeah. created. And then I know he takes people onto his ex- like journey sometimes and teaches them. But I heard he's like really hardcore. And then he was saying that he won't take every person that wants to do it because he puts them through tests. And if they aren't able to like withstand a certain time period that he wants them to withstand and get used to it, he doesn't even bring them out into the ocean because they're not going to be able to survive, basically, he says. Right. Wow. His, his story totally oh is fascinating.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. It's so
0: good. Wow. It is.
1: So I'm really just fascinated by him and his work. And just by doing his practices, it has had an enormous impact on me. And yeah, it really has been life-changing. I know that sounds extreme, but it really has been for me. Just the between the breathing exercises and the cold showers, I've noticed an enormous just mental shift and also just wow. shifting my energy as well. So I highly recommend
0: it for anyone. I'm gonna have, have to change. incorporate that into my routine now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and let you know how it goes.
1: Please <laughs> do. I would love to hear about that.
0: Um, well, also, uh, I also really wanted to get into um the Boston Heels vlog and podcast now. Um, and I just wanted to kind of share like, you know, have you share um What, well, I mean, I guess you already touched on a little bit about what inspired you to start it, but I'd love for you to really explain the mission behind it. And what are your goals? And I mean, how far do you want to take this? I mean... (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And honestly, there's no limitation as to I where I that. want to <laughs> be. Like, I've done so much work on myself that I've realized that all of these constructs and all of these limitations that I've put in place have all just been made up in my mind. And I've gotten mm-hmm. to a point that I've actually understood that. And I'm not letting that get in the way of where I want to take this. And so, you know for me and my mission like i'm always working on myself i'm mm-hmm. a big believer that you have to be good for yourself before you can be good to others and so i'm constantly investing in myself i'm con- constantly reading books listening to podcasts educating myself going to events investing in my health going to courses and seminars you know doing whatever i can to become the best version of myself because the the more that i invest in myself The more I'm going to be able to help others and the more I'm going to be able to give to others. And Mm -hmm. so for me, the biggest focus is to inspire as many people as possible to help them realize their full potential and to become the best version that they can possibly be. Like, I really want to Mm -hmm. help, you know, create this community of people and especially women. Like, I'm particularly interested in women because I know what it feels like to be a woman who knows her power but didn't really know how to step out into it. Yes. And, you know, empowering women and helping them find their voice and helping them find their confidence is something that I'm really interested in. And so, you know, I really aim to achieve that all through my blog, through my social media pages, through my podcast, through speaking events, and I do private coaching as well. I've got clients that I coach um, on a one-on-one basis as well Mm -hmm. and so I really do want Boston Hills to just be this you know enormous you know community Mm -hmm. of passionate inspired women who believe in themselves who are becoming empowered who are just going for it in whatever it is that they do and I feel like I sometimes it I, it's funny because you might get this as well. In the work that we do, sometimes we don't even realize the impact that we have on other people. And mm. I sometimes put something out or I put out a piece of content or I do, I don't know, an, uh, Instagram stories or something mm. like that. And I just say something because it's on my mind or it's something that's you know related uh, or relevant to me at that point in time. And I get all these messages and emails from people that I don't even know who have said something that I've said or something that I've done or a blog post that I've written or something in the podcast, help them to step out into their own power and help them to, you know, really put themselves out there. And often the message I get is, well, I saw that you did it and it inspired me to do it. And, you know, it's sort of just helping, you know, I think by putting yourself in that position of being vulnerable because yes. that's what it is we're really kind of putting ourselves out there in a way that you know we can be hurt we can be judged we can be criticized we can be all of the above and um i think when you sort of show other people that you know what i'm just going to do it anyway i'm just going to feel the fear and i'm going <laughs> to do it anyway it yeah. really does inspire yeah. <laughs> other people to do the same and so you know, it's really just about empowering other people to get out of their own way and to do that life-changing, passionate work that they were destined to do. That's what I'm interested in.
0: I love that. I couldn't agree more with that. And yeah, I think usually when I get comments like that, that's when I know I did my job. Like, to me, I live for those comments Like, and obviously it's not like they're flowing all the time. It's not like, you know, we reach hundreds of people all the time. Right. But you only get a few responses, but those few responses mean the world to me, at least because I'm like, wow, I, what I am doing is actually helping another life, another human being who will then take that start doing what they want to do and following their passion and they're going to inspire their family so you didn't you didn't actually inspire one person you inspired a family and then generations and generations and generations and that's i mean everything you said like that's literally what excites me as well as to literally inspire millions of people to just live a healthier lifestyle a more you know, I want to see more people thriving. I think that if more people really listened to what their purpose is in life and chose to take those, even those small baby steps towards doing what they feel called to do and eventually thriving in their purpose, we would have a much more positive world than we live in today without all the jealousy and the greed and the hate, uh, especially like all the stuff that's happening around the world today, which is absolutely disgusting. Um, you know, and yeah, we do need to speak about it. It does need to be kind of brought to attention um, that things aren't equal for everyone, and especially women, especially, especially women. And I think those it starts with breaking those fears and all of that and setting that example like here I am I'm just gonna be vulnerable like today I posted my first video of like uh not wearing any makeup on my YouTube channel because I was doing a makeup tutorial but it's It's like the worst makeup tutorial ever because I'm not a makeup artist, but I did it because my fear, my personal fear or my limit was always, you know, I post like a lot of pictures like on my Instagram feed and like, you know, with makeup on and filters and all that stuff. And I'm like, I don't know if I'd ever be able to post myself with no makeup, no filter, no nothing. And I did it today. For the well pure, done. for the pure purpose of just being vol- like this is me, that like this is who I am, and resonating with the fact that it is all about authenticity. Even with this podcast, it's not to say that I'm the healthiest person alive. I'm actually not the healthiest person alive. Like I have high cholesterol. Like I used to have a hypothyroid that I healed through food, but I've learned many different techniques and practices to help myself become a better version of myself and you can do it too yeah right and then if you do it maybe your friends will do it maybe your family members will do it you know it's about like starting it's like being the flame that starts the fire Yeah, I love
1: that. I love that. And I think you're right. I think when you elevate yourself and you step up in whatever it is that you do, whether it is, you know, professionally and what you do for work or whether it is around your health and your habits, you know, I think that it really does have this sort of cascading effect on the people around you. And, um, you know, people want to sort of buy into a piece of that where does she get that energy from? You know, where, mm-hmm. where does she get that skin from? You know, whatever it might be, it's like people want a piece of that. And I think if you can, you know, share your authentic story and be really real about it, like you are, I'm not pretending that I'm perfect. Um, but here's my, <laughs> you know, here is, here is my journey and here's my story and here's the things that I'm doing. And if people just take one little piece of what you said and, Mm -hmm. you know, try that or, you know, start working out or start eating healthier or start, you know, focusing more on their sleep or start sort of working on their mental health and getting their, you know, head in a really good space and increasing resilience and putting in (sighs) strategies to deal with stress, like all of those things you know, can help put someone on a much better path and a much better trajectory. So I think it's incredible what you're doing. And yeah, I think without our health, we really have nothing else. You know, our health Mm -hmm. is so important and we get one body and it's up to Mm -hmm. us how we want to treat that body. And um, I'm very respectful of just this like physical being um, that we have and, you know, treating it with the respect that it deserves and, you know, fueling my body with the right nutrients and Mm -hmm. water and being kind. I think being kind to ourselves as well is also really important. Um, The thoughts that we, you know, have the, the content that we consume, like all Mm -hmm. of those things have an impact on our health and we have to really make a conscious choice because there's so much information out there Um, and it's, it can be quite overwhelming, I think, Mm -hmm. in terms of what people are consuming and, and what's the right thing to do. And I think just helping inspire people to just go on that path and that journey for
0: themselves, um, is incredible. I agree with that. Before we wrap up, um, what are, what would you say are your secrets to staying healthy in that case then and keeping your energy alive? (laughs)
1: that is a really great question um so I think like I said um healthy for me it's all encompassing it's not Mm -hmm. just about working out it's also about the food that I eat it's about you know what I put into my body it's about the content that I consume it's about how I manage stress it's all of those things so from a physical perspective, um, I've always been an active person. I work out, you know, five to six times a week. I go for walks out in nature. Um, I, you know, get moving. I love a good workout. Um, Mm -hmm. So I've always been quite active and um, that there's obvious physical benefits to that, but there's a huge mental part of working out for me as well. And just, you know, dealing with stress and, and stress relief. Um, it's, it's a really big part of it for me, um, and managing my stress levels. Um, food is another part of it. So like eating really healthy, I eat really clean during the week. Um, Mm -hmm. and then I'll treat myself a little bit on the weekend. So if I want to have pizza or if I want to have chocolate and it's like a Friday night or whatever it might be, then I'll do that. Um, I don't drink a lot either. So, mm. you know, I'm, and again, we haven't really been able to go out much anyway, but I'm not <laughs> really a big drinker. Um, and m- more so for health benefits, like I just don't like the feeling of waking up the next day and my body not feeling like it's optimal self.
0: Right. Um, but
1: I do drink a lot of water. So I drink like two to three liters of water a day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then in terms of like the mental side and mental health, like some of the biggest sort of game changes for me have been breath work and, you know, Mm. the Wim Hof method, like that has been huge for me um, in terms of setting my energy and um, meditating Gratitude, like all of those things really help get me into the right headspace.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: I think for me as well, having a morning routine really does fuel my energy for the day. Like when I get up early and I feel well rested and I do all of these good things for myself at the beginning of the day, Before I go away and kind of give my energy away to everyone else, (laughs) um, you know, I'm doing all these things for me because it's good for me. And like I said earlier, if I'm good for me, then I can be good for other people. If I'm not looking after myself first, I'm not going to be able to give anyone my best self either. And I've realized as well, just through a lot of work that I've done, um energy is just so important like the energy that we bring to any room any conversation any meeting everything that we do like energy is everything for me and so anything that I can do to really energize myself and to bring that really great energy into the room like I'm all about that so it's a constant work in progress and I'm (laughs) constantly looking at how I can evolve how I can do better how I can optimize my morning routine or some of these practices. But I would say that they're sort of the main things
0: that I live by um, to stay in really good health. I love that. And what would you, um, knowing everything that you know today and just kind of um, having gone through your journey to up to this point, at least, um, and all the little, you know, things that you've collected um what would you say to your younger self if you could um to you know help her you know kind of get to where you're at right now a little bit faster like what kind of what would you tell her if you could that is a really great question. I think if I could go back
1: and tell my younger self something, it would be to get out of my own way mm. to you know start asking myself the important questions then around purpose and what I want to do and how I want to be remembered. And I think when you ask yourself really good questions, you get really good answers. If you don't ask yourself good questions, you're not going to get good answers. And it's if you don't ask good those <laughs> questions at all, you're never going to get the answer. You're never going to think about it. And so um, asking myself really important questions um, is something that I would have prompted myself to do earlier on if I could have done that or if I had the opportunity to do that. And really the biggest thing for me has been to fill the fear and do it anyway not let the opinion of others get in the way of the passionate life-changing work that I know that I was destined to do. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just, you know, acknowledging that fear is there. It's part of life. It's um, a part of, you know, who we are. And I think that it's normal to have those feelings. So it's not about saying that I'm going to remove all fear from my life, but it's just changing my relationship with it and learning to feel the fear and just kind of you know, check it at the door and go ahead and and do what I'm going to do anyway and not be worried about the opinion of one or two people, but actually focus on just living out my purpose and being able to touch the hearts and the lives of other people and do that impactful work. So I would say that they would be the sort of the main sort of things. It would really just be around, yeah, getting out of my own way and feeling the
0: fear and just doing it anyway. I love that. That reminds me of a Quote that I really love. I, uh, I can't remember who it's by, but it's, it, you know, it's something along the lines of like, if you feel, if you're, you know, starting to do something and you have this massive dream, but then also at the same time, you're absolutely terrified of it. That means that that's what you're supposed to do. Like, yes. that's like an indication of like, that's actually the biggest calling that you have to do and there's a reason you feel fear towards it because you're scared of like what if it doesn't work out or what if it goes bad and if you're doing something and it's coming easily to you and you're not really putting in much work into it and you're just kind of like you know passing time by and like whatever like yeah cool you could do that your whole life but are you really like living are you really thriving and pushing yourself past those uncomfortable moments to get to the place of where you're not just living, but you are just like flying. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think that that is where the magic really lies. It's pushing mm-hmm. past those comfort zones. And if, if you don't push past your comfort zones, you're never going to grow you're never going to be able to tap into your full potential. And I think the saddest thing would be to sort of, you know, reflect back on life and feel underwhelmed because you know that you could have done more and you didn't. And, you know, I think when you really kind of understand that and you really just keep pushing like you said it's like you know that that's the work that you're meant to do so just Mm -hmm. it's meant to make you feel uncomfortable it's not meant to be easy um you know you're meant to feel like a bit scared and a bit fearful of it and that's great and just use that fear and let it fuel you um and let it drive you so yeah I love that
0: oh well that's yeah it's it's a really great um Concept and quote. I really wish I could remember who said it, but it's okay. I'll probably remember afterwards. (laughs) Well, Lara, thank you so much again for coming on to my podcast. This has been an incredible episode. Um, I absolutely adore your energy, Uh, it literally fuels me. I love Um, that.
1: Thank you. Yes.
0: Thank you so much for doing this. Um, And also, do you want to tell people where they can find you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, people can find me. I'm mostly active on Instagram. So my Instagram handle is at Boston Hills underscore. You can find my website, it is bostonhills.com and you can subscribe to my newsletter if you'd like to get weekly updates about what content I have posted that week and blog posts and podcasts. You can subscribe to the the Boston (laughs) Hills podcast (laughs) Um, via Apple Podcasts, iTunes or Spotify. And you can also find me on LinkedIn at Lara Nesessian as well.
0: I love it. Thank you again so much for doing this.
1: Thank Um, you so much for having me. This has been so much fun. I've loved our conversation and I love what you're doing with the podcast as well. So it's been an honor to come on.
0: Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate that so much as well. And I know that we will stay in touch.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it.
0: I will definitely have to be flying out to Australia to visit you. Yes.
1: Well, you'll have to let me know because I would love to show you around. And oh my God! Yes,
0: here. I probably would. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank Sounds you again. Great.
1: I look forward to it. Thank you so much.
0: Of course, and thank you everyone for listening to this week's episode. Um, tune into the Naturally Nino podcast next week um, to meet our new guest. Bye, everyone.